We're going to go to an interview now with Chris Graham, who was actually on the Freedom Flotilla in Gaza. So I recorded this interview at a meeting of students for justice in Palestine at uh, the University of Queensland, where Chris was giving a talk on return from the Israeli prison. He had been captured by the Israeli naval military and put in prison. So let's have a listen to what Chris had to say. Can you please introduce yourself? My name is Chris Graham. I'm the editor of newmatilda.com. You've just been on a freedom flotilla in Gaza. Could you tell me why you went on that trip? I was invited to report on the freedom flotilla's challenging of the Israeli blockade and as a journalist. And so, you know, as a journalist, obviously it's, it doesn't, it's an amazing story. So I'm, I'm fairly passionate about um, Palestinian issues, but I'm also passionate about great stories and it was a great story and a great opportunity. You met some objection from the Israeli authorities. Yeah. Can you describe just briefly how that panned out for the organisers of the, the trip? I believe you went on a, a ship called Alwada, meaning the return. Yeah. And um, so they were the ones most committed. How did the Israeli authorities deal with those people? I should say they dealt with me very, very uh, gently. Um, they weren't anywhere near as gentle with uh, crew uh, involved in the... Uh, in the flotilla, the captain of the, of the Al Order was um, beaten quite badly uh, in the bridge after the Israelis boarded. Um, several of the crew were tased. One guy was tased seven or eight times, and uh, the last time they tased him, they tased him in the head. So they were treated very brutally by the Israelis, and uh, compared to me, uh, white Australian journalist, I was treated uh, with kids' gloves, basically. You were taken to a large Israeli port, shot and you were tried and convicted of what offence? Uh, I, was, I was convicted of uh, illegally entering Israel. And what, what does that mean? Well, is, Israel says that I uh, entered Israel without the proper paperwork and authority. And I guess technically I did. The only problem with that is I entered Israel under armed guard from Israeli Defence Force soldiers who had boarded our ship and, and under international law quite literally committed an act of piracy in international waters and then an act of kidnapping by taking a group of people against their will to Israel. So yes, I did enter Israel without the proper uh, paperwork, but I wasn't headed for Israel, I was headed for Gaza uh, and I didn't want to go to Israel um, under armed threat by soldiers. The Elwada was boarded by Israeli troops 42 nautical miles offshore from Gaza. Where does the international waters begin? It's a, that's all a matter of uh, degrees and, and it changes uh, on different countries, but in Israel it is certainly no more than 12 nautical miles off the Israeli coast. So we were at least 30 nautical miles into international waters when Israel um, boarded or, um, yeah, boarded the Al-Order. Do you feel that you've uh, achieved the objective of the trip, namely to break the blockade? Well, my, my objective was to report that, and I, I certainly, that, that's an easy part. From, from the coalition's perspective, their objective is to simply to challenge the blockade. Um, it's, it's, you know, delivering humanitarian supplies, which is what a lot of people think the flotilla's there to do, is just a, a, it's a subplot, really. Their primary goal 
is to challenge the Israeli naval blockade of Gaza, and they do that successfully every time they stage the flotilla. So uh, it was a resounding success for the coalition once again, and it was a PR disaster for Israel once again. And there's good reason for that. It's because what Israel's doing is illegal and indefensible. The Navy Marmara is a famous case of a ship uh, with 700 people um, trying to break the blockade. They got there, but unfortunately, 10 of those people were killed. What has been the consequence of that for the flotilla movement? Well, the, the attack on the Mavi was in 2010, um, and there was nearly 700 activists involved in that uh, flotilla, and uh, I think, you know, I, I sh more than six or seven boats. Um, since 2010, and Israel's very brutal assault, uh, there, there's much, much smaller numbers. Um, there were 34 activists this year who tried to break the uh, blockade. Actually, not even that. Some of those were journalists. So the consequence for the coalition after the Mavi has simply been um, reduced numbers of people who are prepared to take uh, that level of risk. But the reality is, and the truth is, that the risk is uh, nowhere near as great as it's perceived. Um, Israel would like you to believe it's incredibly dangerous. Uh, it is dangerous, but it's not, uh, it's, it's not a danger that can't be managed. What do you say to the Palestinian organisations, particularly the media? I've been reading the, uh, the Palestinian media and their main focus has been, of course, the march of return mm. from Gaza to the historical homelands. And they did report your attempt to get to Gaza, but that is just a a small blip on the horizon of stories which is mainly focused on the occupation and the resistance to it. Yeah, I think the power of the flotilla movement is is that for, for one brief period every year, or every time the flotilla sets sail, uh, not so much in Australia, because Australian media is very disengaged and lazy, but internationally, media around the world, for a short period of time, um, focus on a story about the Israeli blockade and about uh, Gazans, which isn't focused on their slaughter. It's not about the number of uh, Palestinians in Gaza have been executed or slaughtered by Israel. Uh, it's, a, it's a story, essentially, that looks at... and, and, and in a shallow way often, but delves into the legality or the illegality of Israel's um, blockade. Um, there's no other time of the year that we hear about Palestinians in Gaza um, where they're not being killed by Israelis. So it's a valuable, important story, I think.
That was Phil Monsour with the ghosts of Deir Yassin, which is a village in Palestine that was overrun in 1947 and 48 by the Israeli paramilitary groups. The Haganah uh, was one of those groups. Featuring in that was interesting the poet uh, Rafif Zidia, who uh, grew up in a refugee camp in Beirut, Palestinian refugees, and uh, she's done a lot of good work going around the world and has combined there with Phil Monsour, a local artist, to to make that song and many others. Now, prior to that, we were talking to Chris, Chris Graham about the freedom flotilla that goes each year to Gaza. Gaza is uh, a block 
blockaded by Israeli naval ships by sea and uh, by land by um, Israeli forces, which uh, recently have become the subject of much controversy because the people from Gaza attempting to go back to their historic homelands have begun a big march of return, a great march of return, they call it. And uh, sadly, um, Israeli military have been shooting people and killing. They've killed many people attempting to march through the fence back to their homeland.